associated with drug abuse and addiction, as well as assist individuals struggling with everyday life issues. This podcast is about helping you move from a place of shame and embarrassment to one of power and boldness through a relationship with God. Get ready to be equipped and empowered to take back control over your destiny. Welcome to a Burning Love Moment. Wow, this is such an exciting moment for us because we have been given the opportunity to host our own inspirational podcast on life101radio.net. And I tell you, who would have thought a year ago that we would be doing this? You're right, Sarita. I am so delighted to share with you what God has placed uh, in us. Sarita and I are blessed to be here before you. We hope this inspiration podcast will bring healing in every area of your life that you may experience God's love that he wants to share in you and with others, joy that will bring you strength and that you will embrace every blessing that God has for you. And Sarita, you know, in saying all that, we also want the listeners to know that we are not uh, psychiatrists or psychologists. We are licensed ministers on a mandate from God Almighty to bless his people. And in saying that, Sarita, this is a blessing. And let us go into a word of prayer before I turn it back over to you, Sarita. Okay. Father, we love you and we praise you for all the great things in which you're doing in this hour. As we're celebrating the month of recovery. We thank you for the souls in which you will change lives and ways and to experience your love, to experience your healing power, your deliverance work and power. And we thank you for this amazing podcast, a platform of Life 101 Radio. May you continue to bless this radio uh, podcast in ways and levels that only you can. We love you and we thank you for the great things in which you're doing through Sarita and I that we may bless your people. This we pray and glorify you in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, Dr. Shipman, for that beautiful prayer. You know, we serve a mind-blowing God, and I tell you, he never, ever ceases to amaze me. And, you know, back in January of this year, um, Dr. Shipman and I, we were offered a guest spot on another podcast, and from there, we find ourselves where we are today here seven months later hosting our own podcast and this is just absolutely amazing and we want everyone to know that all the glory belongs to God it doesn't belong to us but it belongs to our father because he was the one that opened up the doors for us to be able to be here and to share with everyone today. And as um, Dr. Shipman said in her prayer that this is September and it is actually National Recovery Awareness Month. And that is a time that yes. we are recognizing and that it is recognizing those who are recovering from addiction and to demonstrate that recovery from addiction is possible, it's attainable, and it is sustainable. Absolutely, uh, Pastor Sarita. To God be the glory for the great things he is doing. 
God always has a plan for us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we may not understand or see his plan in advance. That's However, right. it's so joyful to know and experience what God has designed for you and you will live in it. And yet knowing that it's still more to come. What a blessing to know that. That Hallelujah. Is, that Hallelujah. is a and, and some of you out there, you may be wondering, well, what is a burning love moment? And a burning love moment, it's a time when we'll come together and we'll discuss issues that are associated with drug abuse and addiction. And I want you to know there are many. And also we're here to help the addict. We're here to help those who are in recovery. We're here to help family members, and also your friends, because when you are an active user to anything, it doesn't only affect that person. It affects everyone associated with them. And we will cover, we, would, we expect to have something for everyone on this podcast. And we will discuss everyday life issues surrounding drugs and addiction. We'll discuss how to transition back into society after you have been in rehab. We're going to um, hit topics on those triggers, the things that, that get you um, motivated to use. And we are also going to talk about how to build, rebuild relationships because when you're using, you destroy relationships with your family and with your friends. And we're also going to discuss what to do if you relapse. There's a great possibility that when you go into recovery that you may relapse. So we're going to talk on those subject, subjects too. And we're going to hit many more issues. Plus, we will have guests. We will have individuals on this podcast who will share their personal stories and their personal journeys with us also. Our ultimate goal, Sarita, as you said, it's so plain. I can't wait for us to dive in all these topics. It's going to be very exciting. Our mm -hmm. ultimate goal is to help you live the best you. That's our focus, right, Sarita? Live your best you. Our yeah. prayers is that this podcast will change the trajectory of many lives. Yes. Yes. And, and, and hopefully you will be inspired by what Dr. Shipman and I, we have to share with you. We're here to um, help you overcome your obstacles. We're here to help you to focus on your recovery and to achieve control over your lives again. Because when you're addicted and you're using, you have lost control over your life. And we're here, we're willing to be transparent with our um, life experiences with you as well. And Sarita, you know, this is a great uh, season for us to join in in the national celebration of recovery because, mm -hmm. you know, after we come back, we're going to hear amazing things in which God has utilized in your life that you can share a little portion with our audience. We're here and um, from the amazing, powerful woman, after we come back, you all stay tuned. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, this amazing, powerful, strong, visionary, loving, and inspiration for many that you will hear from. God has transformed her life, whereby she is now impacting lives as she share her story. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Are you or someone you love struggling with the chains of drug addiction? Do you feel like there's no hope or no escape from your situation? Well, my name is Sarita Jones, founder and president of Burning Love Outreach. This ministry is based upon my real life experiences. Led by the Holy Spirit, I traveled from a life of darkness and despair, suffering from drug abuse and addiction, to be reborn to a life filled with light, hope, and love. My goal is to see others experience that same joyful rebirth to be bigger, bolder, and more valuable than they had ever imagined. For speaking engagements that will inspire change in your community, please visit our website at burningloveoutreach.org. Remember, don't give in, don't give out, and don't give up. Well, I'm so excited. It is with great honor to introduce this amazing woman of God. At one point, her life was a mess and Almighty God used her mess and made her life magnificent. How about that? Who looked to God to reign in her life to bring healing and deliverance and not knowing that he was going to use her to do the same for others. That's amazing. Without further ado, I, with all honor to introduce this amazing woman, Pastor Sarita Jones. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Dr. Shipman, for that introduction. And, you know, we're doing this episode because we want you to know who we are, who the host is, um, and who my co-host, Dr. Shipman, is. And that's why we're sharing our story with you today. You know, I am the president and founder of a burning love outreach. Also, um, I used to be addicted to crack cocaine for many years. I had warrants issued for my arrest. I was a person um, that committed adultery. I engaged in relationships with married men. I was a liar. I was a cheater. I was a manipulator. And um, I was also what you would call a functioning addict. Now, I did not grow up in this atmosphere. I came from a home with a mother and a father, and we were brought up in the church. We did all the things that, that we were supposed to do. You know, I went to church, I sung in a choir, I used to be an usher. We did everything, but somehow I didn't feel fulfilled in my life. And when I was old enough to leave the church, I left the church because you know what? God wasn't present in my life. I had a relationship with the church and I did not have a relationship to, with God. And um, that is, is the beginning of my story. And, and realizing I didn't have a relationship with God, I went searching for a relationship in many places where I should not have been searching for a relationship. I searched for a relationship in in um, man, I searched for a relationship in drugs. I searched for a relationship. I used to write bad checks, um, which is why I had many, many warrants issued for my arrest. And all of this was supporting my addiction to crack cocaine. Um, 
I, I was taking advantage of other people. I was lying all the time. And I was just in search of something to be fulfilled and not realizing that all I really needed was the Lord. But I did not come to that realization until I had exhausted every opportunity um, that I could come, everything that I could come up with. Anything that I could think of to do, I thought that that was my way of fulfilling that void that was in my life, which I was absolutely um, incorrect. But, um, you know, so after many, many years of, of doing things that I should not have been doing, I became tired. I became tired because I did not see myself advancing in life. And, and during all of this time, I'm a divorced mother. I have three children, you know, who's looking to me to provide. And, and God still opened up many doors and many opportunities, even though I was in the midst of my mess, because I was able to um, educate my children in private schools and and my two oldest, they were able to go to private boarding schools. And, and I tell you, um, Dr. Shipman, as I look back over my life, I just see God's hands that we, he, he had his hands on me, over me, protecting me, even in the midst of my mess. You're right. And, so uh, <laughs> go ahead. I, I just want to interject that, you know, for our listeners and just hearing uh, this small portion of your testimony, that even when we think that, you know, we're out here doing things like we know we shouldn't do, God is still orchestrating our lives to bring us all the way back to where you first met your first love. Mm -hmm. And I know it's a lot there, but I want to ask you one question. Through mm -hmm. all the little portion that you have shared with us, when did this become a habit? We're talking about recovery month and it's just amazing that you're telling your story. When did this become a, that you saw it was a problem? Um, I actually saw it was a problem with crack cocaine from the beginning. Now I'll be honest with you, I'll tell you, I started um, smoking marijuana when I was, I think as at my first marijuana joint when I was maybe in the seventh or eighth grade. And um, from then on, I always, would smoke marijuana, okay, all through high school. And it was after high school, after I had already been married, because I married at a very young age. I married at the age of 16 years old. And um, so even after high school and being married for a couple of years, I started using crack cocaine. And when I started using crack cocaine, it was a problem from the beginning. And I want anyone out there to know that crack cocaine is a highly addictive drug um, that is hard to stop. And that is why a lot of um, crack cocaine addicts, they lose everything that they have because it's such an addictive drug. So I knew that I had a problem from the time that I started smoking crack cocaine and the time that I started writing checks, I would go to the store and write checks for merchandise, take the merchandise back, get the um, cash. And there was a time that you could do that. You can't do that today with writing a check, but there was a time when it would actually take two weeks for your check to clear a bank. And in that two week period, I would take that merchandise back. I would get the cash and that's how I supported my crack cocaine habit, but I also 
ended up writing many worthless checks and I started being arrested for those checks. Now, Sarita, um, one question I have as well, when you knew it was a problem, you continued the habit, apparently, I'm assuming. Now, how, how often did you try to um, get your recovery in place during the time that you started? I never did. You never did? I okay. never did. So when was the turning point that you got your, your, your uh, recovery in place that what was the method for you since we are talking about recovery? Okay, so to, to just enlighten the people a little bit, I used crack cocaine for about three years. I became pregnant with my daughter and I stopped. Hmm. So the pregnancy, I would say, I stopped. And I was clean um, for seven years. And after seven years, I started back again. So in that period, I ended up moving from one state to another state. And when I started back again, it became a worse issue than it was the first time. Mm -hmm. So I did stop for a period of time and started back again. And that second time, it was... I had three children depending on me. So that is why I call myself a functional user because I had to function for them, but I still had this underlying um, addiction. And I ended up having that addiction for quite a few years. And God started working in my life, Sylvia, um, gradually because I used to love my hip hop music. I love, love to open up the rooftop of my car and I got my music blasting, you know, and I'm just smoking my cigarettes and I'm leaning to the side of my car and I'm enjoying it. Then I came to a point where I didn't enjoy that music anymore. Mm. So someone introduced me to a gospel CD and I listened to that CD and I really liked it. It really moved me. So I started listening to more gospel music and the more gospel music I listened to, the less I liked the secular music, okay? Uh -huh. And that, that was God starting to change in my uh -huh. life. And um, eventually he put a young man in my life at, at, that work came to my job, that work, he invited me to a revival. And I tell you, God did something miraculous in my life. Thank you for pausing right there because I want to go back to when you stopped at the point that you were pregnant with your daughter. Mm -hmm. Now, how was that experience then that you have any cravings for? You just went, because I believe, just like you just said, I believe the turning point was then that God began to do that work then. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of, if you were clean for seven years, and I know in anything, all of us can go back to where we was once were, just like a blink of an eye. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But that started your recovery with your daughter. Was in that time, did you have any thoughts to go back? Did you have any, any cravings to do? I, I want to know how that life was when you started. Because I believe from hearing what you just said, that that really started your recovery. God started working and drawing, drawing you nigh unto him back then when you mm -hmm. were carrying your daughter. You know what? I didn't have cravings then. Um, I just stopped because I, I I had two boys already. I wanted a girl so bad, and I just stopped. 
I just stopped. I didn't, I don't remember craving it. I don't remember wanting it. I changed the people that I was around. Now that's one thing that you have to do. You have to change okay. the people that you're associating with. And once I changed the people that I was associating with, um, I just never went back. I was just more focused on my children then. And like I said, it was for seven years uh, that I was clean. And I went back because I found some one day. Mm -hmm. uh, in my house I found some crack cocaine in my house and I used it I was like huh I was home by myself and I used it and that was the the second process of me um, still using drugs and you said that time it was far worse than the first one yeah it reminded me of the scripture when God cleaned the house mm -hmm. and if you allow that spirit back in it's worse than seven more powerful spirits when you said that point, that's what that script, that scripture just resonated with me at that point. So yeah. when you began to do that, that's when you found your male friend. Can you pick back up at that point? Because I can wait. Yeah. The young man who invited me to church. Yeah. Yes. A lot of things happened in between that, but this particular um, instance, a young man started working at my job and he invited me to church. I went to church with him and it was just a feeling that I had not felt ever in my life in this church. I felt the presence of the Lord. I knew that this was the place that God was calling me to because I had been looking for a church, but I never could find one that I felt like I, I belonged. And when I went to this church, um, my daughter and I, we started going and it was a few months later, he invited me to a noonday prayer. Mm -hmm. And when I went to noonday prayer, now all this time, I'm still smoking cigarettes, okay? I'm still using uh, my drugs, my, my crack cocaine. And um, I told him, I said, you know, I want to stop smoking cigarettes. And he told me, he said, well, if you come to noonday prayer today, you're going to stop smoking cigarettes. <laughs> and I went to that noonday prayer. I must tell you, I became, I came under attack from the enemy. He tried to make me sick and not go, but I went to that noonday prayer. I was set free and delivered. Yeah. When I went in, the lady asked, does anyone have any prayer requests? I said, I do. I want to stop smoking cigarettes. And as soon as I said, I, I want to stop smoking cigarettes, I said, you know what? I need to give my life to the Lord. I want to give my life to the Lord. And right then and there, when those words came out of my mouth, something happened supernaturally. Only thing I remember was getting up off the floor, being helped up off the floor. Uh -huh. And I felt like a new person. I felt like the weight of the world had been lifted off of me. I felt different. I, uh, the lady told me, she said, you have been set free. You have been set free. You will not smoke again. And I had cigarettes and I had about six or seven cigarette lighters in my purse. I took those cigarettes out my purse. I took that, those lighters out of my purse. I laid all of that stuff right there on the seat. I left it there. And I went back to work within an hour. God set me free from my addiction to crack cocaine, from my addiction to cigarettes. He set me free from everything. Hold up, hold up. When did you realize that you knew that the cigarettes was gone because you went immediately through it? When did you knew the addiction of crack cocaine was gone? When did you know no you just had a knowing in your spirit? You I just, no longer wanted it. I no, no longer desired it. 
okay. no longer wanted it, okay. no longer desired it. And she told me, she said, if you have a desire, see, she didn't know about my, my Right. Uh-huh. She knew about the cigarettes. She said, if you have a desire to smoke, call on the name of Jesus. Just call on his name. Uh-huh. Ask him to strengthen you and you will not. And I had to do that a couple of times, but not too many times. And I was set free and delivered. But you and didn't have done- mm-hmm. But let me ask you, you had to call the Lord about the craving, but only for the cigarettes. The craving or crack too. The I craving did. or crack too. Okay. Just if, if my mind went down, I just called on the name. I just called on the name of Jesus. That's just, awesome, Serena. And, that's awesome. and that was it. And that's why I tell people, um, yeah, that's my story. You that, know, that Serena, is true. I, I, I really appreciate that because you know what? A lot of people don't know that when they go into recovery, everything has to go in recovery. So God supernaturally gave you your full recovery. I call recovery deliverance. He fully yeah. gave you instantly, immediately your recovery. But however, when you start craving the cigarettes, it's a trigger to crave everything else that exactly. associated with it because the enemy come in to destroy everything. So yeah. I'm just so grateful for you sharing that part because when you said that not only the cigarettes you had a craving for, but the crack cocaine, see the enemy will do both of them. You think, oh, I'm good. Let me just sip on this cigarette. Right. See what I'm saying? Had you right. said, let me sip me a little cigarette, even though you know God, but I, hey, I'm good. I don't want to do that crack cocaine no more, but let right. me try this cigarette again. Then they go again because the craving is would have still been fed and that it, addiction would have came up again. I'm just so, I'm just so happy to hear your testimony. Yeah. Yeah, so that is my story, and I am happy to tell that story to anyone, and I hope that it encourages the people, but when we return, we're going to hear from my amazing co-host, Dr. Sylvia Shipman. She is the CEO of Jubilee Community Development Corporation. She is a powerful, anointed woman of God. She holds several titles. She's a minister. She's a power igniter. She's a speaker, recovery, and life coach who has helped many individuals deal with their substance abuse issues. Don't go anywhere because when we return, you will hear from this phenomenal woman. like to lose everything and feel hopeless in life? Are you ready to rebuild your life, but you don't know where to start? Dr. Sylvia Shipman is a life and recovery coach, counselor, minister with successful years of experience helping others ignite the power of God within them. 
With her encouragement and guidance, you will be able to overcome addictions, trials, blockades, and strongholds like never before by reshaping your mindset and transforming your life. For a one-on-one consultation, please visit her website at drsylviashipman.com. That's drsylviashipman.com. And you can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. With your ongoing contributions, this ministry will continue to reach many individuals. Please become a monthly partner and help us to change lives one mind at a time. This is your Jubilee Now. Let's walk in your destiny. Well, it is a pleasure to introduce to you not only my co-host, but also my lifelong friend. We have had a long history together, and I am blessed to have such a powerful woman to serve with me here on A Burning Love Moment. Dr. Shipman and I, we started our journey many, many years ago back in elementary school, and never in our wildest dreams did we imagine being in a place and doing this type of work together. (laughs) Now, God has truly had his hands of protection on us both, and Dr. Shipman said, oh, yes to the Lord. She, She said yes to God when he called her to serve wholeheartedly in the ministry. Now you are about to hear from this powerful anointed vessel, my friend, Dr. Sylvia Shipman. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Sarita. It is a honor and a pleasure to be in the presence of God's people and certainly to share this amazing platform with you. I tell you, Sarita, just hearing your story, I um, have just can feel the presence of God and the joy in which I know you experience because I can feel that joy as well of the great work that he has done in your life and he's not finished. And that's what we want to to encourage the listeners, no matter what, God is not finished with any of us. You know, my life could have gone to in many directions. However, it's because God Almighty has had his his hand upon my life for so long. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can remember even as a little girl, uh, having a relationship with him, not even knowing I was having a relationship with him, but he has performed his will in my life. And I've always had connections with him, uh, even in through my choices that I made. Uh, you know, I may not have gotten um, um, addicted to any drugs, but I have, of course, experienced marijuana after I finished high school and because it was free. You know, it was free. It was something that I did not want to indulge in because I had all of that around me. But anyway, getting back to my story, I'll get back to that. The moment that um, I decided that I wanted to do great things with the Lord, um, I made a choice to come off of my secular job. At one point, Sarita, I was um, I was working two jobs that that appeared to be like full time jobs, and they were. And uh, I felt a disconnect there. So I began to, after about two and a half years doing this full-time slash part-time, but really was a full-time, I decided that there's a void in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to um, quit the part-time job and began to go to Bible study. Because I felt that... hmm? It sounds like you made God a priority in your life. Well, I did. Uh, Again, I think it was 
I, I know this. It's because God has always been in my life since a little girl. This mm -hmm. I know. And um, but even though I did, I was not raised around um, a, a Christian, what we call a Christian home. I think you would call it a lukewarm. <laughs> you know, okay. you you may have went to church, but you were drinking, clubbing, and everything else in between there. You know, right, right. but it was just the Lord always had His hand on my life. And um, and I remember my mother, my grandmother teaching me the Lord's Prayer at a young age, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. at that young age, I knew that, hey, God is real. But anyway, I'm getting excited. See how my voice going up. That's okay. I'm Get excited because this is an exciting topic. When God steps in and moving your life, it's exciting. It is exciting. So, you know, I, I quit getting back to the story. I did. Um, God did make God a priority. That's what was missing in my life. You can't be working and then thinking that Sunday was enough. Mm -hmm. You know, I was off on the weekends. But Sunday mm -hmm. was just not enough. It was that drawing, just like you said earlier. God was drawing me nigh unto him. And so I quit the job. Now, in the meantime, I remember still going to the clubs mm -hmm. and my life did change. You know, I, um, I, I decided, okay, you're not going to be smoking no herbs anymore, right? No dope. You ain't smoking no marijuana anymore, right? So that was cool. But I was always, you know, drinking mixed drinks, right? So I was like, okay, I, I'll try not to have as many mixed drinks. And I remember this particular time that I went out with some coworkers and I said, I'm not going to have anything to drink. Mm-hmm. Went to the club, had a wonderful time. I came home. I felt as though I had been drinking all night, woke up as though I had a hangover and I had nothing to drink in the club. So what do you think that was? I knew God was delivering me from drinking. That's what that was. Hmm. So that was my breaking point to say, okay, Lord, you're telling me to let this go as well. You know, mm -hmm. I, I also associated that this lifestyle need to go as well. Clubs is not because... Hey, I thought I was good. I didn't drink anything. You know, I was testing myself. Really right. didn't want to go to the club, but I went anyway because it wasn't a desire of mine. So, but I went. So I believe it was a combination of two. The club mm -hmm. is no longer part of your um, part of your life and the yeah. drinking is not part of your life. But I still wanted to hold on to that wine. You know what I'm saying? But I was still scared to stay, still scared to <laughs> <laughs> the wine. But anyway, that was the beginning of my journey of God calling me into ministry and uh, to do the work that he, he called me to do. But in between that time, the Lord took me off of my secular job. I call it a secular job, right? Mm -hmm. I've been on this job for 10 and a half years. But when I went there, Sarita, I was clubbing, drinking, um, cussing, you know, doing everything. I always went to church now. I always had that relationship with the God. So they saw the Sylvia, the full-fledged Sylvia. But when I decided that moment that I wanted to get closer with the Lord, everything changed. The people around me saw everything around me change. Because I was posting yes. spiritual things on my wall. I was, you know, putting the Bible out. I was so hungry for the things of the Lord. <laughs> so you're doing all of this at work. These are yeah. work. I let the part-time go, but I'm still on my full-time job that I was on for 10 and a half years. Yes. yes. Okay. So they knew the Sylvia that came there partying, smoking, and, and drinking, or whatever the case may be. All that. But when God started moving in your life, they also saw that transformation take place too. Absolutely. 
They saw it. They saw it to the point that, okay, I, I wasn't cussing. I definitely wasn't clubbing. I mean, it was just a drastic change. And they saw everything around me, good uh, inspirational post on my wall, on my desk, you know. And then I was bold, you know. Why the boldness came, Sarita, uh, Pastor Sarita, is because I never wanted to be on this job. But God spoke to me uh, within probably about a good uh, nine years or so, going into my 10th year. Well, I had, I had made it to my 10th year. I was going into my 11th year. But I had always prayed and asked the Lord to deliver me off of this job. And so, I mean, from the beginning, I'm asking God, deliver me from this job. However, uh, round about the sixth year, seventh year, God reminded me, I put you here to be a witness. I said, a witness? Now, grat now granted, I, my life had changed. Yes. But he now letting me know that I was there on his assignment, not because I thought it was mine. I needed a job or what have you. So, okay. So I'm like, oh, well, I've been silent witness for a while. They saw my life change. That's what I'm telling the Lord. No, I'm telling myself. So right. I'm like, okay, a couple of years don't went by. I'm like, okay, I need to speed this up. So I started calling people in my office, the CEO and everyone, asking them, do they, do they know the Lord? <laughs> What was your position there? Okay, I worked up there with the CEO. We was in the business part. I was, I was a, you know, data entry. That's it. Computer. Okay, data you entry put clerk. All the data in for the newspaper, huh? Okay, so you're the data entry clerk, and you call the CEO. That's correct. He worked. He, we all worked on the same floor. Talk the about being old. Yes, I call everyone in. They, they knew it was a change. I mean, I knew they confirmed me. Because I, I knew my rights. So yeah. I said, Lord, I'm going to speed this up. I'm going to call everybody in one by one. So when I called the CEO, he said, yeah, we, we understand that you're calling everyone in. And, and, you know, he called me on the carpet to ask him to know the Lord. I said, yeah, that's right. I want to make sure you all, you know, know the Lord. It, but it was, it was so, it was a boldness, but it was all the Lord. But Sarita, when I finished, I came into work one Friday. And I set my personality. And Fridays, I come to work like 4 30, 5 o'clock in the morning because of the deadline. And I'm the only one there. And I put my purse down, and God spoke to me audibly February. It's December. I looked at my calendar. I said, I can give them two months' notice. Didn't, play, didn't say no more about it. Went on, went on uh, for two months. God spoke that same date again to me, girl. I had to give them a one week notice. And I left that job the next day. When I gave them my written notice, my supervisor came in the next day and said, you can leave now. You can leave now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so I, she gave me my check and the Lord said, leave gracefully. They ain't give me no part like they've been everybody else, right? So I had to leave gracefully. gracefully. However, when they asked me, what are you going to do? And I said, you're going to read about me in the newspaper and I'm going into ministry full time. Sarita, I promise you, I had no idea where that came from but the Lord. And just as I spoke, that's what happened. So I, I love to share this story because, you know, God has a plan for all of us. Yes, and we does. just have to dive in and know that, hey, he's not forgotten any of us. But if we yes, yield hey. our life to him, he will fulfill 
his plan, purpose, and destiny in your life. So that's just a small portion of my testimony that I love to talk about and I get excited sharing about. That, that is exciting. And, and you know what I always say is that everyone has a story yes. and everyone has a testimony. Mm-hmm. We all have it. It's a different story and it's a different testimony, but we all have it. So my question to you, Dr. Shipman, is now when you left this job, mm-hmm. did you have another job to go to? Oh, thank you for bringing that up. Absolutely not. I stayed on my face for about a good two months. I had I had a car note. I had my own apartment and bills like everybody else. And Sarita, I tasted the perfect peace of God. Like I've never, I can't even explain it. I did not worry about a thing. God told me to leave. My security was in him. Everybody thought I had lost my mind. One of my best friends said that she went to our pastor and said, Sylvie don't left her job. I'm concerned. And now all these, these are Christian people around me at this time. That's friends of mine. They did not understand me leaving my job and not having one to go to. No, ma'am. Let me ask you this question too. Um, So you're walking with God now. By faith, all the way. Okay, you have left your job. Mm -hmm. Did you have money saved? Absolutely none. (laughs) Okay, because people may want to know that question. Maybe she had some money to live off of. No, Pastor Sarita, I had a checking account and a savings account and wasn't nothing in there. That's a fact. So this was, was strictly a walk of faith for you. It was strictly, I did, my car did not get repossessed. I did not get evicted from my, my, um, from my apartment. Uh, I had a few close friends that knew my change in life, meaning when God came in my life, um, my parents, my mother, uh, made sure that, Hey, you got groceries over there. Uh, I had a great friend. He, he shared my walk with his mother and got such a great um, encouragement from her that was left on my phone that encouraged me, girl. It was so amazing. So he was a great uh, supporter of mine. He would, he would sow seeds into my life. God just did it supernaturally. My landlord, uh, I had favor with my landlord. They, it was just amazing. And then on top of that, Sarita, I had two families to come and live with me during this transition that, that was homeless. Oh, really? That's a fact. So you That's, didn't have a job. Nope. You take in two families mm-hmm. that are homeless. That's right. Into your apartment? Into my two bedroom small apartments. Uh, I had a family of four, husband and wife and two small children. I gave them one bedroom. They had to share that one bedroom. And then there was a, uh, all these people were in my church homeless. Everybody knew they were homeless, but nobody, and God just moved on my heart to open my door to them. And uh, the other family was a a mother and a son. He was almost like a teenager, but not quite yet, but big like that. And I gave them the living room and I kept my bedroom. And so they were in the living room. That's where they slept. And then the family of the four slept in the other bedroom. No, homeless. I'm just saying, this was my, I love telling this story, but God, God provided in ways and levels that to this day, I don't trip about finances or anything as such to this day. Well, praise the Lord. God is such a great God. And I tell you, when you depend and you lean upon him, 
He will take you through the waters. He will walk you through the fire. And, and I, I know that the word of God says that faith is what pleases God. Our faith, when we can walk out on faith. Now, I'm not telling everybody to go and quit their job like you did. <laughs> it was by God. Okay, let me make that clear. That was divine, honorably voice of God telling me to do this. I want everybody yeah. to know that. Yes, go ahead. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, but God will always bring you through and look at you today. And, and um, can you just let them know what are you doing now? Oh, yes. Thank you. Uh, through all of that, uh, being on my face and all of that, God took me in ministry school. Then um, from that, he said, I also called you to minister to the youth. From there, uh, um, I yoked up with Sonia Culver, person in Pensacola, and we launched Milk and Honey Outreach Ministries. That's still going on today, to God be the glory. And um, I tell you, that was, that, that was the beginning of many of my journeys in ministry. Uh, before that, I was already doing ministry. Before God mm -hmm. called me and said, hey, I called you into the ministry. I also called you. When God said, I also called you to minister to the youth. I said, Lord, I know that I feel like ministry for everybody. But God was giving me pacifics at that time. Yeah. Hey, I want you to minister with with uh, children. And then he told me out of me, I want you to yoke up with Sonia Colliver in ministry. God was in ministry class when he spoke that to me. It's just yeah. so many stories, uh, Pastor Sarita, that um, th that journey has led me to where I am now with uh, Jubilee, uh, I Am That I Am Ministries, you know, just that whole segment. I am doing the work of the Lord and now recovery comes in. Yes. Um, how I came on this platform, God said, I place you on this platform to bless my people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it means a recovery, yes. homelessness, those transitioning out of prison, out of jail, uh, and transitioning homes. Uh, so that's why I am here today because God gave me that assignment probably about seven years ago. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we know that you are a life and recovery coach and you help individuals dealing with all aspects of addictions and recovery. And God has blessed you to help many individuals. But when we come back, we are going to discuss what you can look forward to hearing from a burning love moment and on our next podcast. And we'll also let you know how you can contact um, Burning Love Outreach with Dr. S and Dr. Sylvia Shipman. We will be right back. Do you struggle with addiction issues? Does life seem to be passing you by? Burning Love Outreach is here to help you rise from a life of suffering, torment, and addiction. Founder and President Sarita Jones unveils her journey out loud so others don't have to suffer in silence. For speaking engagements where Sarita shares her personal experiences of being addicted to crack cocaine and having numerous warrants issued for her arrest, please visit the website at burningloveoutreach.org. You can comment on the page, submit a prayer request, give a testimony or a praise report, and they would love to have you partner with them by giving either a one-time donation or becoming a monthly donor. You can like Burning Love Outreach on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to them on YouTube and LinkedIn. Remember, don't give in, don't give out, and don't give up. Come on, Barbara. Praise the Lord, I'm going to 
Do you know what it's like to lose everything and feel hopeless in life? Are you ready to rebuild your life but don't know where to start? Dr. Sylvia Shipman is a life and recovery coach, counselor, minister with successful years of experience helping others ignite the power of God within them. With her encouragement and guidance, you will be able to overcome addictions, trials, blockades, and strongholds like never before by reshaping your mindset and transforming your life. For a one-on-one -on -one consultation, please visit her website at drsylviashipman.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. With your ongoing contributions, this ministry will continue to reach many individuals. Please become a monthly partner and help us change lives one mind at a time. This is your Jubilee. Now let's walk in your destiny. Welcome back to a burning love moment. This has been an awesome episode and we just thank you all for joining us. We wanted you to just get a glimpse of who we are as your hosts and your co-hosts and what we do in our ministries. Now we are ready to move forward with additional episodes to help you deal with everyday life issues associated with drug abuse and addiction. Yes, Sarita, what an amazing time we have had uh, this morning, and I cannot wait to share more with our listeners, and I hope that they have gotten a, a picture of who we are and uh, are willing to know even more as we journey together on this platform. Uh, our next topics, Sarita, I'm looking forward to is going to be drug addiction and drug abuse. Yes, yes. For anyone listening out there, we um, thank you today. And I just wanted to explain to you what I do. I did not mention that in my segment. Mm -hmm. um, I am the founder and the president of Burning Love Outreach, which is based on my real life experiences that I shared with you today. And it, I am truly led by the Holy Spirit. I traveled from a life of darkness and despair, you know, suffering from dr drug abuse and addiction, as I shared with you earlier, to be reborn to a life that is filled with light, hope, and love. And my goal is to see others experience that same joyful rebirth so that you can become bigger, you can become bolder and more valuable than you have ever imagined. And for anyone out there, if you feel like you need additional help in your journey, if you feel like you are in need of one-on-one -on -one counseling, please do not hesitate to reach out to either Burning Love Outreach or to Dr. Sylvia Shipman. And Dr. Shipman, will you please let the listeners know how they can contact you? Uh, absolutely. For all your recovery supports, other life concerns, and you don't know where to start and need, need that extra support as we all do, please mm -hmm. visit our website at drsylviashipman.com. And also you can contact us at 877-360-1177. You can like Dr. Sylvia Shipman on Instagram and Facebook. You can also subscribe to us on LinkedIn and connect with us on Clubhouse. Mm. We would love to have you to partner with us by giving a donation to help us end the addiction crisis by changing lives with quality care and commitment. 
Amen. Thank you so much for letting Thank them you. know how to contact you. You are a great life and recovery coach. And I pray that many individuals out there will reach out to you. And for speaking engagements where I share how I overcame years of addiction to crack cocaine and having numerous warrants issued for my arrest, please visit our website at burningloveoutreach.org. You can um, comment on our page. You can submit a prayer request, um, give a testimony or even a praise report because we want to we want to glorify God with you and the things that God is doing in your life. And we would love to have you partner with us also with either a one-time donation or you can become one of our monthly donors. Um, one of the things that Burning Love does now, we started in July of this year, and we're going to do this every month. We go downtown in our downtown core um, to let you know I am based out of Toronto, Canada. Dr. Shipman is based out of Maryland, but here in Toronto, Burning Love Outreach, we go downtown into the um, downtown core where the homeless and the drug addicted and marginalized in our community live. And we um, serve them. We give necessities to them. We give snacks and food and drink and water to them. And we are there being Jesus's hands and feet in our community. And this is something that we're going to do every month. And if you would like to help or contribute or to pray for us, please visit our website. You will see information there. You can like Burning Love Outreach on Facebook and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on YouTube and LinkedIn. And remember, don't give in, don't give out, and don't give up. Thank you for joining us today for our very first episode of a burning love moment. And we look forward to you tuning in. And the next episode, as Dr. Shipman said, we will be talking about drug abuse and drug addiction. Thank you and have a blessed day. God bless you all. You wake up in the morning and you're feeling right. The wind is going